Remember way back in 2010 when the then CEO of Google, Eric Schmidt, said that I don't believe society understands what happens when everything is available, knowable, and recorded by everyone all the time. Apparently, every young person one day will be entitled automatically to change his or her name on reaching adulthood in order to disown youthful hijinks stored on their friends' social media sites. Um, here we are in 2021, a beauty store, Ultra, has paused their seven-figure advertising deal with Teen Vogue because their new editor-in-chief, Alexi McCammond, tweeted some things while she was a teenager way back in ah, 2011. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. When you look at, and I'm sorry, 2013, 2012 were the years that she was tweeting some things like now Googling how not to wake up with swollen Asian eyes. Oh my gosh. The horror. The horror. Now, she's apologized more than once for these offensive tweets. They were racist, homophobic, and I'm sorry. It doesn't represent who I am today. Tough. Tough. Take a hike. The staff wanted her fired when she was put in the position, and they were told, no, it's fine. Now advertisers are jumping the ship. She won't be around much longer. But we are in a bad, bad place. And I'll show you some more bad places we're in with just words, not just ugly tweets. We're at a place where words, and we've been getting there for quite some time, you know that, but words are really starting to be be used against you. And remember, we heard yesterday from, what's her face, on the talk, Cheryl Underwood, that it's not the exact words that matter. Oh, okay. And just as a side note, gosh darn it. <laughs> I just saw where Sharon Osborne has apologized. Oh my gosh. They for after some reflection, after sitting with your comments and sitting with my heart, I would like to address the discussion of the talk this past Wednesday. <sighs> after I've always been embraced with so much love and support from the black community, and I have deep respect and love for the black community. To anyone of color that I offended and or to anyone that feels confused or let down by what I said, I'm truly sorry. 
I panicked, felt blindsided, got defensive, and allowed my fear and horror of being accused of being racist take over. There are few things that hurt my heart more than racism, so to feel associated with that spun me fast. I'm not perfect. I'm still learning like the rest of us, and will continue to learn, listen, and do better. She goes on. Uh, I don't condone racism, misogyny, or bullying, yet will always support freedom of speech. But now I see how I unintentionally didn't make that clear distinction. Oh, yeah, you did. Yes, you did. I hope we can collectively continue to learn from each other and from ourselves so we can all continue to pave the way for much-needed growth and change. The community on this platform means a lot to me. I hope we can all hold each other up with accountability, compassion, and love during this powerful time of paving the way for so much-needed change. Oh, my gosh. Now, they got into it, Sharon and Cheryl Underwood, and then they went. They took a break. And when they came back from the break, you could tell they had talked about it during the entire break. And then the minute video audio that I played for you the other day, this is where they're, they still get into it after the break. And she just wanted an explanation. And that's where Cheryl was saying, it's not about the exact words. I will ask you again, Cheryl. I've been asking you during the break. I'm asking you again. And don't try and cry because if anyone should be crying it should be me this is the situation you tell me where you have heard him say educate me tell me when you have heard him say racist things educate me tell me It, it is not the exact words of racism it's the implication and the reaction to it to not want to address that because she is a black woman and to try to dismiss it or to make it seem less than what it is that's what makes it racist but but right now i'm talking to a woman who i believe is my friend and i don't want anybody here to to watch this and say that we're attacking you for being racist, and oh. and that and, and for that, if I articulate it, I think it's anything, too late. I think that okay. seeds already sown. But that, but the apology happened now, didn't it? Yes, it did. Remember though, what Cheryl Underwood said: it's not about the exact words, but the implication and the reaction to it. So, okay. All right. I know uh, (laughs) I read you her apology and Pierce Morgan, of course. This all started, remember, this all started because she was just defending Pierce. Saying he's not a racist and he gets to say what he wants to say. That's part of the deal. But Pierce uh, quote tweeted Sharon, uh, Sharon's apology by saying, uh, Sharon's been shamed and bullied into apologizing for defending me against colleagues accusing me of racism because I don't believe Meghan Markle's bullshit. This is where we've reached. I demand an apology from those at CBS at, at the talk CBS bullies for the disgraceful slurs against me. <laughs> Oh, man. But I'm sad that Sharon backed down with her apology. 
Wow. I mean, I guess it'll be enough because Cheryl Underwood is on her side and the rest of the show is on her side. Uh, But we'll see because normally, normally never bend the knee to the rage mob ever. And uh, Pierce is certainly living by that. Uh, Sharon, who I thought was living by that is not holy cow. Oh my gosh. (sighs) Welcome by the way to chewing the fat. The only person I know that calls sprinkles something other than sprinkles is my wife. She calls them Jimmy's always have called them jimmies and i had never heard it before and now i find out that it is the new england boston area word for chocolate sprinkles although the term can also refer to all types of sprinkles which it most certainly did coming from my wife so we found out now that it's racist and we can't use that term And things can't be called that. Brigham's Ice Cream recently changed the name of one of its flavors. um, And it just did it. Uh, It had called their toppings Jimmy's for quite some time. And it had an ice cream flavor that was called just Jimmy's. And the company, according to this story, discreetly changed the name to just Sprinkles. Well, if you're going to change a name to something... I mean, you just change it, right? I mean, if it's something that's been around forever and people come to your store and they say, hey, I'll take, and they look down at the sign and uh, let me have the Just Sprinkles. But uh, I get it. It's been called Just Jimmy's forever. But according to this, it is, uh, it has ties to the Jim Crow era. Oh. Oh, okay. Because specifically because the sprinkles are brown in color, might be referring to Jim Crow, which was a main character in the 1830s minstrel song that became, uh, you know, synonymous with the racist culture. But even Snopes, and I, you know, question them quite often, so I should question them here as well. But they even say unproven. Uh, No valid reason exists to suppose that Jimmy's carries a racist meaning or had a racially charged origin. I can tell you from my personal experience, my wife calling sprinkles Jimmy's. (laughs) I don't know where she got it from. She grew up in the Northeast outside of Philly. So, I mean, I guess it's that neck of the woods. I'll, you know, I guess it's that neck of the woods. But, uh, I, you know, she's called them Jimmy's for as long as I've known her. I've known her for, I don't know how long we've been together now. 100 years. And uh, how long have we been together? 25 years? Something like that? Uh, yeah, something like that. So, uh, I mean, I just that's what she calls sprinkles. So, anyway, we're just, now we're, we are definitely changing the name of things and words are being changed and the way we say things are have been you know are being changed no question i mean we are told in uh abc reporters uh we're told 
don't call pedophiles pedophiles. Now, this was in the Tasmanian Bureau, so I don't know how many people <laughs> the Tasmanian, you know, ABC staff consists of, but apparently, according to them, they were they were told don't call sex child sex abusers pedophiles, so the predators don't feel marginalized. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. So other terms sexual abuser of children and young people uh they've emailed the staff with revised guidelines i love everyone's revised guidelines that's really good everybody's got their revised guidelines of what you can and can't say it's really nice of them you know like the manhattan school that has their inclusive language guidebook oh that is so nice I know. Look, it's a 12-page inclusive language guide. And it goes a long way towards removing harmful assumptions from communication and making the campus, this is a $57,000 a year private high school campus, more welcoming and inclusive. Does it? So instead of saying, Mom, Dad or even my parents, the school suggests using terms like grown-ups, folks, family, and guardians. Oh, that is so sweet. Uh, no, I can't call you mom and dad anymore. Sorry. What do you, you want grown-ups? You want folks? You want family? You want, hey, these are my guardians? Um, instead of saying boys and girls, guys, or ladies and gentlemen. Individuals to stick to more generic terms, such as people, folks, friends, and readers. Folks is big in these. Folks is an all-encompassing little term there, isn't it? You can use folks for mom and dad or parents, and you can use folks for boys and girls. Families are formed and structured in many ways. At Grace Church School, we use inclusive language that reflects this diversity. It's important to refrain from making assumptions about who kids live with, who cares for them, whether they sleep in the same place every night, whether they see their parents. Really? Really? The guide also goes on to declare that human sexuality exists along a spectrum. It adds that staff, students, and parents should avoid making assumptions about how adults identify themselves in the present or how children might identify themselves in the future because sexuality can be fluid along the course of a person's life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we're going to advise against you using assuming gender based on stereotypes and using boy girl patterns for school functions such as lining up outside of the class using gender inclusive language can provide critical affirmation to students across the gender spectrum that is so nice. So nice. Remember when 
Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words could never hurt me. We are way past that, my friends. Way, way past that. Man, when you can't call your mom and dad, mom and dad, or you can't just say, hey, these are my friends, and uh, where, because they, you don't know where they sleep every night, where you're making assumptions, everybody makes those assumptions on, based on their own experiences in their life. So if you're going to school with someone and that someone says, you know, uh, you know, I'm adopted. Okay. Uh, you know, they're not my mom and dad. They're, they're my guardians. Okay. I mean, so I really, I don't understand the, the issue. Your kids should be allowed to speak up, right? Even if they're shy or whatever. And if someone says, hey, uh, we'll see you tomorrow after, oh man, I'm so tired. I just want to go home and sleep. I'm sure you do too. Good night. Oh my gosh, that child doesn't have a home. Well, that child must have a home someplace because someone is paying $57,000 a year for him to go to this school. So I don't know where that money's coming from. But I got news for you. If you're paying 57 grand a year for a child, uh, whether it's uh, you know your child or you're the guardian of that child or if you're part of the folks that are around that child or one of the grown-ups around that child or one of the family members around that child, not mom and dad or you know not the parents, but anyone like that, uh, you're, you're, you're living somewhere because 57 grand a year ain't cheap. Okay, you can quote me on that. Ain't cheap. That's a lot of money. A lot of money for a school. <laughs> uh, I had uh, my I had paid private school money before in the past, and it was really expensive, and it wasn't fifty seven thousand dollars a year. So I couldn't have done that ever. So. That's the way it goes, man. It's the way it goes. Now, we do have some new words. Uh, and uh, there's probably new words all the way around the world. But this story in particular talks about how we have 1,200 new German words. <laughs> uh, 1,200 new German words. And that's because of, according to this story, the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I know I'm going to demolish a lot of these words. Uh, I'm sure that I have some German heritage in my blood. I don't know that. I'm just guessing, but I don't speak a lot of German. So the one word is Geichskondom or face condom. <laughs> now we know that we started using terms that we never used before, right? Like social distancing and super spreader event. But we have, uh, you know, the Germans like to, you know, mash up their words. So you have uh, Corona Mutation Gasket. No, it's Corona Mutation Gibbet. Corona Mutation Gibbet. I guess it means Corona Mutation Area. So the Corona mutation area is Corona mutation Quebec. <laughs> then there's the Corona Fubacum. Corona Fubacum. I, 
Corona foot greeting. Corona frubicum. No? Uh, this is an alternative to the handshakes? Oh, yeah, when that was going on, right? The foot shakes. Corona frubicum. Uh, then we have uh, the Geik's kind of face condom. We have the mask and throttle. Mask and throttle refers to a mask idiot. <laughs> mask and throttle. And then we have uh, absence beer. Absence beer, which translates to distance beer. Oh, you know, kidding. Oh, it's not a common way of safely socializing. We have distance beer. Absence beer. Absence beer. <laughs> so they have 1,400 new words. Now, most of these words, you know, 1,200 new words. I'm sorry. It's not 1,400 words. It's 1,200 words. They usually, every year, add about 200 or so more words, which is where I was getting the 1,400. I was actually doing some addition. But it's not that. It's uh, 1,200 new German words. And uh, I guess that now I say that and I, you know, added wrong. I guess I'm a mask and throttle. I'm a mask idiot. Wait, no, that's that's not right. Mask and throttle. <laughs> and if you uh, are someplace where you're supposed to cover your mouth and nose, it's called mask and flick. So... Okay, you don't want to be a mask and travel. You want to be a mask and fight. So there's that going on. I would like to... (laughs) We may have to get someone who can go down the German vocabulary and give us the top 1,200 new German words like mask and travel. All right. (laughs) <laughs> we've got so much to get to uh, uh today it's fat pile friday we've got so much the pile of fat is incredible no i'm not talking about me i'm talking about you know the the show the, the fat of information on the show we've got to get to it so let's go to the break room and then let's hit the fat pile shall we or would it be drain the fat pile yeah let's go to the break room and drain the fat pile Friday, it's good. Yeah, that's right. Today's Friday. If you're listening live, the 12th of March, 2021. Uh, If you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, uh, become a subscriber to the podcast. It's free. And you then become a freeloading subscriber, which is what everyone longs to be and will turn your life around. If you're just listing on a platform and you're not a subscriber, then you're just a freeloader. Nobody likes a freeloader. Okay. So you can choose the platform that you're listening on now, or you could choose one like iTunes or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or Spotify. And there's a plethora of other platforms. And maybe like the one you're listening to on now, just subscribe. Use your device and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Okay. All right, then. Thank you. And then you might as well come along for the ride on social media as well. At JeffyJFR on Twitter. Jeff Fisher Radio on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and Parler. Yes, Parler still exists. Well, not like they used to. They were, a knife was put in their heart and uh, 
that knife is still there. And uh, I don't think they're bleeding anymore. I think the bleeding has stopped, but the knife is still there. So we got they are still trying to figure out a way. They've stopped the bleeding, but the knife is still there, and that, that really hurts. Uh, so, you know, follow me there. And then you can follow me on my YouTube channel as well, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher on YouTube as well. So come on along for the ride with Chewing the Fat, okay? So what do we got uh, coming up here? It's Fat Pile Friday. We've got the uh, we've got the Grammys this weekend. We went through those uh, earlier this week. We have the Oscars announced Monday. Really excited about that. The Grammys must not have thought. Now they delayed the when the original uh, show was going to be right until today. But they should have actually maybe I don't know went last week or go next week because. They're going to have their Grammys uh, Sunday night. And then Monday morning, when everybody should be talking about the Grammys, uh, the Oscars are going to be announced. So, man, that really puts a a knife in the heart of the Grammys. (laughs) And that knife is everywhere these days. That's almost, that's for sure. And uh, it's time change weekend. So, if you're listening on uh, the 12th or the 13th or the 14th and you didn't set your clock uh, ahead uh you're on the wrong time but uh it's a time change weekend and man you know they're talking about changing it forever and they uh, we always have this argument but i'd rather see it left the way it is now than what it becomes you know at 2 a.m sunday morning but uh so you have that to look forward to as well and i am man i am i i am looking forward to the oscar announcements because i want to see where they're at although these all these award shows are dying on the vine because during the pandemic we had so many of these celebrities show their true colors as cindy Lauper once said and uh wow it's just it's like we've you know enough already make your movies Make your TV shows and give us some good content, but zip it. That's where I'm at, actually. And uh, we also, speaking of stars and Grammys and what's going on. Oh, and then the weekend. That's right. I don't even have that in front of me. That's right. The weekend said, uh, no, I'm not going to. No, no more of the Grammys. I don't even want to. I'm telling my I'm telling my people I don't even want to submit my stuff to the Grammys. Uh, they boycotted me. And, uh, I got this new album and, uh, you know what? And they didn't even, they didn't even put me, I wasn't even, I was, I was snubbed. So, uh, you know what? I don't even want anything to do with the Grammys anymore. I'm the weekend. Okay. (laughs) So the head of the Grammys, the recording Academy, which oversees the Grammys, uh, we're all disappointed when anyone is upset. But I will say that we are constantly evolving. And this year, as in past years, we're going to take a hard look at how to improve our awards process, including the nomination review committees. Really? Okay, thank you. No problem. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, he already said no. Uh, I've got all these people uh, buying my music and I'm creating great content and... uh, I don't even want to have anything to do with your award show. So when the artists start backing away from the award show, uh, they're in trouble. Big time. Now, on to one of the big awards. I don't even know how many Grammys she's got now, but Lady Gaga. 
apparently the lady that found the dogs has not been paid her 500000 yet. Uh, so they're saying that they have not released the lady from the investigation. They said originally they, they believed that she didn't have anything to do with it. And that now they're saying that it uh, may have been a gang initiation uh, sh- shooting and robbery when the dog walker, Ryan Fisher, was shot. And the dogs were stolen, but, uh, you know, the one dog got away and then the two were, you know, reported to be found and returned to safe and well by this woman. But they have, uh, claimed that, uh, the woman right now we were working to establish whether she had any involvement after the fact. Oh, okay. Well, I hope Lady Gaga has put the 500 grand into a separate account. And uh, once they clear her, I want cha-ching. I want that money to go through for her. That seems like, man, 500 grand. Why would she pay 500,000 for that? It seems like an awful lot. I mean, she's over in Europe and her guy gets shot. The dogs got stolen. And you say, what, 100 grand? 50,000 a dog that's missing? Uh, I don't know. But, you know, they probably, look, she wants her dogs back and she wants, she believes that she's going to help find the guys that shot her friend and dog walker. So, uh, you know, 500,000, just give them half a million and we'll find out what happened. And so I, that's probably what happened. And now it's just sitting there. So good for her. If she didn't have anything to do with it and she found the dogs, uh, it sucks because she's going to be under all this investigation. But, you know, she does get a shot at the 500,000. So that's kind of good right uh kanye and kim kardashian as long as we're in the entertainment fat pile friday uh mode uh kanye they are uh they're not seeing each other anymore kanye and kim uh we know that they're headed for a divorce uh kim has filed for divorce i guess kanye uh you know thinks that they may get back together again. There might be a shot for some reconciliation, but no, uh, not really. They, Kim said that he can see the kids whenever he wants. And apparently he is, but they no longer speak and they want nothing to do with, uh, each other. And, uh, Kanye said, nah, you can contact me through my security. <laughs> Okay, so when I show up, I want Kim gone. All right. Now, you know, I guess because of the, you know, it's not like the kids are going to be left alone. I mean, there's the nannies and the the people there. So when Kim leaves, when before Kanye gets there, uh, you know, the nannies are there. But uh, good luck, man. Good luck to that. You know, he gets to see the kids whenever he wants, but without mom there and seeing that and i guess he i guess he calls them all the time and facetimes them but uh, don't show your mom hello i love you but don't put your mom on the screen i don't want to see her i don't want to talk to her and uh no i love you but remember north and saint and chicago and psalm uh don't put your mom on the picture uh, i'm calling and i want to facetime you but uh north don't show the mom don't show don't show her so we'll see what happens what the what the breakup is going to be who gets what but kanye does not want to see kim anymore or maybe he does and he just he can't see her so he's decided look i 
I can't see you, so just don't make me see you. Contact me through security and I'll FaceTime the kids and I'll come by and see the kids, but I can't see you in person. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. We shall see. Maybe the breakup will just, you know, maybe they'll buy the house that just went up for sale in Silicon Valley. It's only $135 million. <laughs> yeah, I could use, I could live here. I could live here in Silicon Valley. Uh, although I know it's still living in Silicon Valley in California, but it's $135 million for this estate. Um, 74 acres of land, 32 bedrooms, 26 bathrooms, 23,900 square feet of living space. Huh? Nice. (laughs) Could you, could you live there? Sure. No problem. It has, uh, you know, panoramic views, multiple living options, um, a Roman pool built to look like the ruins, which is actually really beautiful. It has uh, three separate pools, a tennis court, a game room, and a barn. It has a two-story rustic tea house that is just full of windows. And of course you want a tea house full of windows, right? Sure you do. And uh, it's real close to town. It has, uh, it's got uh, views. I still just got beautiful views of the California's Pacific Coast Range. Gardens surrounding the six additional homes. Two more swimming pools. Another tennis court. Artist studio. Uh, It'd be tough to take. Tough to take. 74 acres. It looks beautiful. Now, apparently, this was commissioned back in 1911 by Mortimer Fleischhacker. Was was a banker? Those bastard bankers, man. <laughs> it looks really beautiful, man. And for 135 million, it better be. It's got a spring-fed reservoir which takes care of your irrigation needs and the flower and vegetable garden. And aside from the edible gardens and flower gardens, the grounds also has a lily pond, orchards, and olive groves. It has two private rows, wooded trails. Wow. The vineyard and the equestrian center. Of course, you can't live there without an equestrian center. Duh. And it was the site for the 20th anniversary of the United Nations back in 1965. I'm sure it's changed since 1965, but that's how beautiful it is, man. And you can get it for only $135 million. Now, if you were Dennis and Kim Parada, co-owners of a treasure hunting group called Finders Keepers, you may be looking forward to an opportunity to purchase that home because they believe they detected where... The Union gold was buried during the Civil War in Elk County. So they found a site in Dent's Run, and they believed that it was where the gold was buried. And then the FBI showed up 
and the FBI said, no, uh, we'll take over from here. And sure, you can stick around and watch. But they left, made him stay in their car. And then uh, they brought him back and said, nope, we didn't find anything. Come on up, take a look. And there was a big hole dug. Nothing there. Just an evacuation site. And uh, now it's gone. And they said, nah, we didn't find anything. Sorry, it's over. Wait, what? Yeah, nah, we didn't find anything. It's over. Sorry. Uh, and they were like, well, we want to see the paperwork. Okay. So they filed a freedom of information request, requesting the relevant documents pertaining to this case. In 2019, they said they have 2,378 pages of documents and 17 videotapes. However, because they weren't willing to reduce the size of the request, they put it into the pile and that says, hey, it's going to take 48 months for us to respond. So we're just going to set it on Bill's desk and we'll try to get to it. Oh, so since 2019, in August of 2019, since they uh, got the response saying, yeah, we got all this stuff, but you need to reduce the size a little bit. Uh, they have not assigned a government, a government employee to review the request. That's nice of them. So they just filed a petition requesting an expedited processing for this freedom of information request. And he's, you know, the public has the right to know how much money was spent on the uh, excavation and uh, what happened to the suspected gold. So now they were supposed to, you know, this story is, uh, is dated this week the the 10th of March and they're supposed to have 10 days 10 calendar days to respond to the request so we'll see what happens but the amount of gold was supposed to be you know tons to be hundreds of millions of dollars I'd be amazing and these guys now they're you know obviously the government would say hey um, that was our gold it was being moved Oh, well, okay, but we found it. So what happened to finders keepers? I think that went away with sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can never, uh, words can never hurt you. Yeah. Finders keepers, losers, weepers. Yeah, no. Well, it might be true because the FBI actually found it because they moved in and closed everything down and said, nope, we didn't find anything. Sorry. (laughs) And all the people involved are like, I don't know. We don't know anything. And don't be posting anything on any of your social media sites either. Oh, okay. Now, they claim that according to this author of Rebel Gold, which is a book talking about the possibility of where this buried Civil War caches of gold and silver were and are, uh, he believes that there was seven to nine tons of it. Wow. I mean, that is hundreds of millions of dollars if they found it. And even if they found, you know, oh no, they only found one ton of gold. Yeah, that's it though. That's it. One ton of gold. (laughs) That'd be tough to take. Tough to take. And there were reports of when they were supposed to have closed down for the night, there were reports that there were armored trucks and a convoy of FBI, uh, FBI vehicles at the time when the excavation was supposed to have been paused. So it 
you know, the conspiracy goes on that they uh, believe that the FBI, the FBI found something. Might not have been seven or nine tons of gold, but even if it's a, like I said, a ton of gold, yes, please, I'd like my cut. And there's no way. After all this time, if there's documentation that they found the gold, you know that it's gone. So you can complete the you can complete the conspiracy theory when it comes back that they found nothing. Well, there's missing days in the report. Yeah, that's just the way it is. Sorry. We didn't that's the way it is. Oh. Okay. I mean, I will say Nicolas Cage just got remarried again and he needs uh he needs a little money. He's on wife number five. Uh, Nick, there's a new movie for you, bro. Go for it. I thought it was nice that President Biden said in his speech, uh, well, last night, for those of you listening live on the 12th of March, 2021, uh, that he promises there's a good chance Friends and family can gather for July 4th. <laughs> but listen to Dr. Fauci. Um, okay. Um, guess what? That's not where America's heads are at. I'm sorry, but I mean, I guess it's where people in the Northeast and maybe in California heads are at. But uh, we're going to gather for July 4th. Okay. And I know that he talked about the sadness of, you know, over 500,000 American lives being, uh, being lost during this pandemic, uh, here in the U S and called for the country, uh, on war footing to get COVID under control. I don't like that at all. Don't like the sound of war footing and then sliding it over to the COVID part of the footing when, then it can just easily slide back because under that war footing to get COVID under control, we still have DC under uh, lockdown from the military. I don't like that at all. Am I getting too political? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I really am. <laughs> I, I know I try not to get too political on this show, but last night was agonizing for me. And I know that the world of people who love Joe Biden was just saying how great he was. And I, I didn't think so at all. At all. I didn't think so at all. He started to fade at the end. He, you could tell he was starting to fade. He needed to get out of there. He wrapped it up. He just did not convince me at all that uh, he had a grasp on what's happening. We didn't talk about the, the border. He was happy that he signed his new $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. And everybody gets their $1,400 direct payments. Uh, plus, they added, I think, 300 a week in unemployment benefits. But you get $28.6 billion, the revitalization fund for restaurants. You get uh, $1.25 billion in grant money on top of $15 billion for the live entertainment industry in the stimulus package back in December and another billion uh, now, airlines told employees, uh, hey, we, I know we sent you those furlough notices, but <laughs> tear them up. 
<laughs> yeah, the bill's been passed. We're getting a bunch of money. So you still got your jobs. Uh, there were plenty of businesses like gym operators uh, that said, uh, you know, you closed us down too. We would like a little bit of that money. And there's a, another graph out there that talks about all the money that each state is getting. So we're bailing out the state for their mismanagement of their funds, which is always good news. And, you know, we that was foreseen uh, in the prophecies from uh, what would happen if this bill was passed and more. They're just printing money. I mean, those printers are just smoking. They've been on so long. And that happened before Biden took office, too. Don't get me wrong. Those printers were shut off for a long, long time. We were printing money like it is going out of style. And it soon will be. <laughs> Which is good news for everybody. Isn't it? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. It was really, really disheartening. Really disheartening to see the president tell us that, uh, you know, hey, you know, if... If you do everything that uh, I'm saying we should do, then you might be able to gather with a few people that have already been vaccinated on July 4th. Um, how about no? Uh, we'll gather uh, if and when we want. And people who haven't seen their families, that's amazing to me. It really is. If you're listening to this, Email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, if you are still uh, living without seeing your family. I, just uh, I, I'm amazing to me that that, that I, I don't know that I could do that or would do that. I really, it's just, I know some people were, uh, you know, blocked from doing that if your family members were in some sort of care facility. I get that. But if you were living in other housing in small, you know, in reasonable distance apart, it really surprises me that people wouldn't go see their family members, uh, even in the midst of the pandemic. It's just a, I, I don't understand it. You can email me and let me know, uh, you know how you feel and what brought that on. If it, if you were one of them, but I, I, I could, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I saw my family. I live with most of them, so it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> but you know, I have. Uh, you know, I have my oldest son and his wife and their children that live in another city in the same state, and uh, we did not stop seeing them. So, there's that. Okay. Uh, there is that. So, I, I just was really disheartened. Really disheartened. I did see where there was a story. We talked about the medicine that Merck is working on yesterday that could possibly stop COVID-19 in its tracks. But I saw a new study that talked about aspirin may help prevent COVID-19 too. So regularly taking aspirin may prevent people from being infected with coronavirus, according to this new study. That's pretty good news. Uh, I mean, we're finding out new things all the time. Right? The study was published in the FEBS journal, the Federation of European Biochemical Societies. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, you know what the Federation of European Biochemical Societies, I mean, who doesn't read their stuff? They looked at data from 10,000 Israelis who were tested for COVID-19 between February 1st and June 30th. And researchers compared patients who regularly take a low dose of aspirin to prevent and treat cardiovascular disease to those who don't use the medication. 
Now, in addition to being less likely to contract the virus, aspirin may also help reduce the length of the illness. So shorter bouts and less likely to suffer long-haul symptoms and may help you from getting it at all, uh, I would start taking low-dose aspirin every day, my friends. Every day. And I do. Uh, Since my heart event, I have taken uh, aspirin every day. And so far, I have not gotten COVID. I have not contracted COVID. I did have the pleurisy thing with the lungs, but not COVID. And if there was more proof that President Biden, I know this is still kind of in the political window, and I'm sorry, but if there's more proof that he is not where the American people are as far as, hey, we'll let you get together with a small amount of people on the 4th of July if you do what I say. Uh, More Americans now are leaving home on a daily basis than before the lockdowns. They're looking at cell phone data. Transportation researchers at the University of Maryland found the number of daily trips per person in mid-February started to surpass pre-pandemic levels. By early March this month, for those of you listening uh, to the podcast uh, live in uh, uh, March of 2021, number of trips away from home was more than 13% higher compared to March of 2020. Well, yeah, because in that time last year, we all decided that we were going to stay away from each other. And stay locked down. We were agreeing. We're going to do it for a little bit. And I also noticed in his speech, in his speech last night, he talked about the businesses that, you know, closed down. Yeah, they didn't close down on their own, Mr. President. Let's not forget that. I know you like to just kind of overlook that part of it. They didn't close down on their own. Now, Washington area residents are staying home more than the national average, and number of non-work trips has increased by as much as 20% compared to pre-pandemic levels. So that's where America's at, Mr. President. We've had enough. We've had enough, okay? The cases are declining. The vaccinations are happening. Whether I know you want to take credit for the vaccines, but it really wasn't you. I know that everyone is saying, well, we're taking a new look at it thanks to this new administration. Okay, good, good. But you're taking a new look at something that was already in place by the previous administration. And I know you want to say that because of all the unity you want to have for us. Wait, you don't want to say that because you don't actually believe in the unity you preach? Oh, okay. Never mind then. Oh, and I got to remember to talk about the greatest product of all time from The Morning Brew. You got you can follow them on Twitter. Remember, we went through the greatest products of all time earlier this week, and maybe we'll go through it the first part of next week. But the first day of voting started on the greatest product of all time tournament, and uh, Monopoly beat Harry Potter, and Bluetooth beat Google Maps. So if you have time, you can go to their Twitter account and vote the uh, uh, innovators and simply make life better regions are up to voting today. So you can follow Morning Brew and vote on the greatest products of all time. It's a promotion for Morning Brew, but I, I like the email, their morning email that they sent out. And I love their greatest product of all time uh, tournament with the brackets. It's their own March Madness with the greatest product of all time. So we've got that going for us. And that, those are good votes. 
Uh, Monopoly, definitely uh, better than Harry Potter. Hello. And Bluetooth. I mean, Google Maps are great. But I'm telling you who, and even in their email, Morning Brew, thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. That's what I wanted to go with is thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. I appreciate it because we said and they heard and wrote about it that the Zamboni should win it all just because. And I mean, you could go and look at the brackets and we'll, we'll go over the brackets again as they start breaking them down. But the Zamboni is in those brackets. And I think that's your, <laughs> I think that's your, <laughs> that's your underdog winner right there. The Zamboni. And one last little bit here uh, from the fat pile that is really disheartening and will be for a lot of people. And it makes the rounds ever so often. I don't know what the time frame is. I feel like it's at least every six months. Uh, for sure, at least once a year, this headline comes out. And we'll see if it actually comes to fruition now. But apparently Netflix is testing a feature that would block password sharing. And this has been a story that makes the rounds ever so often. I don't know if Netflix wants to do that or not. Uh, I figure maybe Disney Plus has to get another 100 million subscribers before Netflix decides to piss off some of their followers and say, no, 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 no more password sharing. I know that will, I mean, it doesn't matter to my household because my gosh, that would be wrong to share your Netflix passwords with anyone other than who is watching in this house, right? Or any other any other app that you have access to that's for you to use not other people that don't pay for their app usage right right 